why don't we just start off by introducing you introducing yourself and uh, your your name and um, where you work or where you go to school or where you're where you're at in your career um, you know just for the record okay so my name is Tiffany Ayon I work in DC I work at Cole Stevens Salon as an assistant um, I went to Aveda Institute that was in DC. They recently closed and moved to Virginia. So yes, okay. I graduated in March of 2020. Okay. Oh, wow. That's a yeah. heck of a time to graduate. <laughs> yes. My graduation date was actually set for the 14th and that got canceled. So, so uh, did you already have your job when... Uh... Yes, I before did. it shut down and before mm-hmm. you got it. Oh, see, yeah. so that's that's to, a message to everybody. <laughs> Don't wait until you graduate to get a job. Yeah, you yeah, I, that is that is very true. Because I'll be honest, I I I think I was very lucky at how persistent I was to get a job in my second phase of cosmetology school. So. Okay. Uh, Well, you know (laughs) what? I don't even want to like stick to my questions right now. I want to know more (laughs) about this. So, so you were, so tell me what that means. How persistent you, when you say persistent, I, I think I know what it means, but just to like clarify, tell me what you mean by that. So Cole Stevens is actually a salon that I started off as a client first. Um, I'm originally from New Jersey. So I'm, currently living with my sister so I used to come visit my sister and when I come visit I would go get my hair done at Cole Stevens to be completely honest cosmetology school wasn't planned it wasn't something that I thought was going to happen it was kind of just like okay I'm here and this is what I want to do so I'm going to do it when I first started funny enough my fundamentals professor my fundamentals educator she she actually worked at the salon so miss stacy she was my cosmetology first start face first phase educator and she recommended that i apply just as an assistant as a whatever i could do to get my foot in the door at this specific salon or just in general at this specific salon because I had also told her that I was a client and how I how I liked the salon how I loved the salon and everything so she told me that I should just do it and I had went I put in my application I did my best I explained I told them that I was her student we had a nice interview and I didn't hear back So I didn't hear back and I had told her, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe they didn't like me or whatever it was. Like maybe it just wasn't the right time. She said, yeah, maybe it wasn't the right time, but they do need people. So they are hiring and they'll get back to you sooner or later. That happened in February. I had started cosmetology school at the end of January. It was April 22nd that there was a career fair at my school And it was actually on a day that I didn't have school. So I literally came from Maryland to D.C. to the career fair. And Cole Stevens was having a booth. 
there. And I honestly only went there for the, for them. But I just, you know, played it off. I went to every other booth and then came to them last. And I was just like, hey, guys, like, you know, I had an interview with you guys a couple months ago. And luckily, the stylist that was there with the manager, she was actually my sister's stylist. Okay. So I was just like, yeah, and Fifi, you know my sister. And she was like, yeah, you look familiar. Like, yeah, just put your information down and we'll get back to you. And that's pretty much how I got hired. Wow. So, so you uh, basically <laughs> like cornered them yeah. and said, yo, what's up? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's your, like, you can't run, <laughs> you can't evade me now. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like I'm the type of person that when I know what I want, I'm going to, I'm okay. going to keep on trying until I get it. Okay, cool. I think that's yeah. a little public service announcement. Yeah. Um, so while we're on the topic, uh, why don't we talk? Uh, why don't we like talk about the hiring and interviewing process? Um, how many did you apply anywhere else? I did, but they weren't salon related. I okay. had applied to European Wax Center. I applied to also. I think it was. I think it was basically being a, a, a freelance like artist with like Estee Lauder and like with their brand. Do you do makeup? Um, I started off my interest in the inter- industry through makeup. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Uh, I I have a taste in it, but now that like I'm so into hair, I'm like that could wait. <laughs> totally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. So when you are uh, like in general, what uh, what type, what are you looking for in in a salon? Like you know, you can you can tell us about the place you work at, um, but you could also speak generally. Like, had you not found that place, um, you know, what would you be looking for? And maybe you found everything in your place, or maybe maybe you found most of the things. But like, what? What are you looking for in a salon, like a place to work? Um, so like, just I want to kind of create a little uh little little baseline here um when when you're thinking about when we're talking about this subject uh, my intention is to talk to uh rising stylists people maybe in school or just graduated who who don't have a job yet they don't know where they want to work um uh they might have applied maybe not have applied but i'm also want this conversation to be uh directed at salon owners and hiring managers because uh, there, there is a big, there's a divide between the generation coming up and the generation that's hiring, and um, we don't necessarily uh, always get each other. And I hear from a lot of salon owners that they don't understand the young people. I mean, that's basically every generation says that bef- about the previous, gen- the next generation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, so sorry. So now that I put that out there, yeah, what would you, what are you looking for in a in a salon? The first thing that I do look for is customer service. I want to know how they treat their customers, how they treat their employees, how, you know, just what the, what the relationship between the staff and the employee and what between the staff and the clients are, but also between management and, you know, everyone else. That's the main thing that I do look for because at the end of the day, like as much as it doesn't seem like it, we do want to find a salon home 
and an environment is important when you are working in a salon, especially because you're there for majority of your day. Like, let's just face it. Like when you go into the salon, you're not leaving until the end of the day. And when you go in, you're going in early. So would you say that you had insight, special insight to your current salon because you went there as a client, you got to see it from that perspective like if you weren't a client how would you see how the what their customer service was would you go as a client or would you it's go a, and sit in it's actually it? funny because i feel as though having gone as a client was probably even more of a little bit of a disadvantage because i may have gotten just maybe slightly disappointed in a sense but not necessarily it just wasn't what i was expecting um, because, you know, as a client, you only see what people are going to show you, totally. but as uh, someone who's working behind the scenes, you see everything, you see the front end and the back end. So how do you see, how do you like, what it would be your, uh, advice to, um, someone looking for a new job or their first job? Like, how would they discover that? Like, how would you go about figuring that out? I think the the main thing is really learning how to separate your personal life from your work life okay. because you have to go in with fresh eyes and a fresh mind. You can't really go in thinking that you know anything or thinking that you have, that you know what to expect. You have to go in with no expectations so that that way, whatever happens at work, you could take it in at work, but it stays at work. It doesn't go home with you. And it, so, you know. Yeah. So in order to really get the vibes, you really got to like maybe go and do a shadow day or get mm-hmm. hired and try to get hired and then don't stick around for more than what, a couple, two weeks. If or the training not- process, the training yeah. process is really pretty much everything that you need to know. At least I okay. feel as though it is. Okay. Please expand on that. Like what, when, when someone explains to you what a training, like explain to uh, me what a, uh, and the audience, what a, um, what a training process, like your experience with training processes and, and uh, what you like and dislike. The salon that I'm at is the only salon that I've ever worked at. Yeah. Um, so I only know of what I've been told of other training processes but from what I know and from what I've experienced usually the training process is really mainly shadowing behind stylists behind other assistants behind receptionists just to get the feel of the salon Mm -hmm. so you need to know how the salon expects a shampoo to be done how they expect a blow dry to be done how they expect styling to look like what their products are how like what products they use how the products work what the ingredients are what their functions are I think that's all of what the training process is and I think it also tells you a lot because I'll be honest coming from Aveda and working with the salon that works with Wella I was like I'm not too sure if I would want to work with the salon that works with Wella because I feel like it's very standard. I can't customize it. But then as I started learning with it, I was just like, oh, wait, I take that back, you know? So it's like 
you have to go through the training process to know if this is something that I do want to do or if it's something that I don't. I like that. So have an open mind when you like, if you're going to put yourself in the position to, first of all, I hear, I hear your recommendation, correct me if I'm wrong. What I, what I hear you saying is if I'm going to look for my first job or a new job or I moved or whatever the reason is, uh, really what I should be doing is asking for an opportunity to do some shadowing in, yes. in, in order to, to see them. You know, maybe I don't go and ask for a job or maybe I'm asking for a job, but part of my terms should be to, that I want to come in and I want to shadow you for like maybe more than one day. You know, everyone can put their best foot forward for a day or two or three, but, mm-hmm. you know, a whole week. It's like, yeah. You, yeah. you're, you're going to yeah. start to see people's true colors, you know, I especially if you're agree. in the salon and the break room and stuff. I like exactly. that. I like that a lot. I think that more salons should adopt a shadowing program, a shadowing program for, for, for young stylists. Um, okay. So, and then once you get the opportunity to shadow, I hear you say, telling everybody to have an open mind because you might learn something or discover something that is, is maybe in, con- in contrary to what you believed before and yeah. or, or just something you learn something new. Like, yeah, you know, I think that's amazing. I think that's, that's gold right there. I mean, yeah. we, could, we could stop the conversation right there. Just like, <laughs> <not out> there. <laughs> um, but I do have some art questions. Um, so when you were interviewed, um, what do you think you did that impressed the interviewer? Well, I mean, maybe it's your persistence, uh, but if it's more than that, because that's, I would say that's probably the biggest thing in my opinion. Yeah. So I love um, that persistence thing, but yeah. anything else? I'll be honest, I do agree that my persistence is probably the number one thing. But I also think that another thing, even regardless of so like salon interviews, interviews in general, is just being very open and direct and having a conversation with the person interviewing you. Um, because I'm I'm not afraid to tell the person that I'm interviewing these are my strengths and these are my weaknesses because it also shows like, well, this is what I, this is what I'm good at, but this is where I want to grow. So I think also, because another thing that I do have to admit is that another thing with, I guess I could say the older generation is they do want people that are teachable and we want to grow. We want to be, the next big thing because hold on, hold on. I want to clarify mm-hmm. I want to make sure I, <laughs> I want to make sure I understand and everyone else understands what we're saying so you talk you said the older generation as in like generations older than you um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming are you Gen Z You're, I don't know what generation I am I don't know right if I'm now. a Lena- <laughs> I'm 96 96 is yeah you're you're across between the yeah. you're you're the youngest millennial but you may you're probably one of the older z's okay so you're you're saying like people that are older um the old, an older generation which they do look at things differently i've discovered that through my career um uh so okay so are you saying that they want the people they hire to be teachable yeah and then you said we want 
to be the best. Are you saying you, we, or you, what do you like? Can you clarify that statement? So as in my generation, we are looking at the older generation and seeing how successful that they were. And we want that for ourselves. Okay. So the only way that we are going to get that way is by taking in pretty much almost all (laughs) of what the older generation has done, but making it our own. Totally. Yeah. So would you say that in your experience, um, well, before I get off track, off topic, okay. I think that was a great answer to that question. Next, the next question is um, what during the interview process uh, that what impressed you like in any, in any of these interviews that are related to the industry? um, What, what, yeah. What really kind of turns you off and what turns you on about the place or the interviewer? You know, maybe like think of this as like pointing things out that you liked and disliked, you know, for somebody who's going to turn around and do it themselves. For example, there was at Aveda, we also had like um, SOE days where people came in to talk to the school. And there was another salon owner that came to talk to basically, you know, promote her salon. What I liked about it was that she did offer benefits to her her employees so she and she offered health care and a 401k i believe and also paid time off but (laughs) but every single employee was paid salary and that started off at i believe 12.75 was this in virginia no in dc in dc how long ago was this? Um, this was, I want to say, they came to Veda maybe in May of 2019. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting because uh, I thought the minimum wage in D.C. was $15 an hour. Um, exactly. Which, which, And that increased, actually, I believe it was June of 2020. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. That explains yeah. it. Um, yeah. Okay. So... Uh, I, I'm going to, I got to, I just want to write, I just like to take notes during these calls. So what was the name of that salon? Um, I, I believe that was Atlas Salon. Atlas and they offer benefits. Yeah. And a salary, are they, were the stylists on salary as well? Yeah. So the stylists were on salary as well. Um, And I believe you had to have your license to work there. So and did they tell you, do you ever get off a of salary? Like, how do you make more money? And and that's the thing. I don't think that they're really, and that's the thing. That's why I didn't like it because it was, there was always going to be a cap on how much money you actually can make. Uh, so I, I think it was like, as you, cause you know how sometimes as you level up um, as a stylist, you're, your prices increase. Yeah. Your prices would increase, but so would your your salary. But you obviously you wouldn't be benefiting from your prices. You would just be benefiting from your salary. And it would only increase by I believe I believe it was between ten and twenty percent. Okay. okay. So it wasn't it wasn't by much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, okay. So that's that. I like this. This is this is. I love learning um, about new places and new ideas and yeah. Uh, things I haven't heard of before. And combination of stuff like benefits. Like I, I know of salons that offer benefits, uh, and they're not salary. They're commission. And, yeah. Uh, you know, a four one k. But like those are pretty rare. Like I haven't heard of a it lot is. of businesses that offer that stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do I got? Uh, if you had one piece of advice. For a new stylist, uh, and this might be redundant, but that's okay because repetition is reinforcement. So uh, any stylist applying for the first time or just hasn't applied for a new job in a long time, uh, what would be your one piece of advice? Know exactly what it is that you are looking for in a salon and figure out which salon's best match. Obviously, mm, I don't know if it's possible to find um, a salon that's a hundred percent match to all of your wants and desires, but at least something that is close enough is your best bet. And then go from there. Okay. And if you had uh, one piece of advice for an owner or manager looking to attract good talent, you know, you sound like somebody who, uh, for me as a, as a hiring manager, I, uh, What's important to me is someone's uh, drive and their uh, willingness to learn. And uh, I don't want anybody who's not a student anymore. I want you, yeah. I'm a forever student. I'm always learning. I'm always trying to push myself to do harder. I, I've, been, I've been doing hair for a while and I still go, uh, I still bring in models and do their hair for free, which means I pay for their color, you know? Mm. And I've been doing hair a long time, you know? Um, so you sound like like a good pick. So if someone wanted to uh, attract someone like yourself, uh, what what piece of advice do you have for them in order to, you know, salons, if you don't offer benefits, then that's not like they're going to turn around and offer benefits. So not yeah. that piece of advice, but like what would what would make a place attractive outside of something like like uh, like adding 401k or something like that, but like. You know, I else? think I think honestly, what attracts, especially my generation, is marketing. <laughs> um, okay. We like to see things. So, one thing that I like to see is I love to see that almost every single stylist creates great work. I like to see um, how they interact with clients on social media. I want to see what they post on social media. I want to see what they stand for and their brand on social media so that I don't have to do so much research and digging on my own to figure that out. Wow. Yeah. What is, <laughs> you know what's crazy is that answer is like almost textbook and yeah. uh, and like but it's like one of those answers that no one really wants to hear especially yeah. if you don't have like a te an Instagram already set up or like you know like you're gonna be so upset to hear that answer but I think that's that answer I think you nailed it um, yeah more and more I talk to um, uh, to people in general, especially younger people, or I read about, I read about like what the future looks like for business and, and our industry. 
Uh, yeah. Wow. So, so the tip to the managers and and owners is like, get your shit together and get a nice mm-hmm. website and put together and have an Instagram, you know, you, well, thank you so much for sharing. That's uh, no I love ending with these stories and, and a laugh and um, it was a pleasure. And uh, please you. keep me posted through your, through your journey and your career. Um, when do you think you'll, uh, are you, are you slated to get on the floor anytime soon or what do you think? No, I finally, finally, finally got um, my practical exam date and it's for February 8th. So okay. wait, is this I, your license? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So basically since I graduated school right at the beginning of the pandemic, right, right. It's, it's been a runaround. So oh. I took my theory part in September and I'm just now getting a date for my practical. <laughs> oh, do you think you'll so, be on the floor once you get your license? Is that the plan? Yeah. At least yeah. I, I hope so. That's what I'm expecting. I hope that that's what they're expecting too. That's cool. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have like a, um, like a, like a train, have you been doing training and stuff like that or like? So uh, right now I am actually, um, I was actually selected to train under our lead colorist um, because I have okay. expressed that my main interest is color. So, cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, it is. I love it. it. Is. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, um, like I said, keep me posted. Uh, once you get on I the will. floor, um, if you know, send me a little note and uh, just you know, be like thumbs up. I'm I'm winning. You know, <laughs> I, I definitely will. I definitely right, cool. will. Awesome. All right. Well, take care and stay safe and best of luck. And we'll talk soon, hopefully. Thank you. Same to you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.